Ladies and gentlemen, Triple M has rocked Sydney since way back when. And while some shows come and go, one show remains. Absolutely brilliant. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Listen to the crowd roar. The greatest sports legends. Would you put your hands together? The soundtrack to your Saturday mornings. And in 2022, a couple of the stars return to the starting lineup. And here we go. The best broadcaster in the business, Dan Ganane, and racing royalty, Richard Friedman, join Iron Woman, Candace Warner. Oh, it's Belts on, welcome. Hello, welcome back. The Triple M Dead Set Legends. Not a cloud in the sky. How good is this? Oh, my goodness. It's Sydney uh, sparkling on this Saturday morning, uh, and we are jam-packed between now and midday. This, this is the rundown. Let me read it for you. Newcastle South craziness. That's next break. We've got to talk about Nick Kyrgios. Munster and Talungi out of origin, if you heard in the news there. That's confirmed. Steve Smith and Labuschagne get 100. The Wallabies are playing. Brandon Smith calls the referee a cheating bastard. Why, why, why are we... Is that really a swear word? James Graham, Candace Warner, hello to you. But, I mean, also, the hot dog-eating Australian who ate 41 in 10 minutes, 41 dogs in 10, is going to join <laughs> us to tell us how he has done it. The Swans had a big win. Our man Volkanovsky, Greg Rust, where do we begin? Candace Warner, good morning to you. Good morning. You are in an extra happy, good I've mood today. Got the night off, Candace. <laughs> I don't have to worry about studying and, and, and this is it. This is my Anything day. Anything planned for the night? Yes, I'm catching up with the mate who I haven't seen for a long time, so uh, that'll be fun. James Graham, hello to you. Hello, Dan. Great to be here. Like you say, it is, uh, it is sunny outside, but it is cold. Like, I'm not oh, one to James. moan about the weather. Yes, you are, James. Jeez, it, it, it's... If you're saying it's cold, then it's cold. Any oh. chance he gets to whinge about Australian weather, Candace, he's un- he, you are appropriately in the Friedman seat. Richard Friedman, <laughs> he jokes about being on a yacht. He is on a yacht. He keeps sending his pictures. So, I know. Um, I'm a bit off him for it as well. Well, yeah. And fair. It's fair. And mm-hmm. I see here also on the rundown, Candace tip. Yes, I've got a tip today. In there? You're just slotting in there, yes, right? Yes, yep. Friedman's on a run of outs and you've just decided you're going to tip something. Why not? All right. We're going to talk about last night's, um, well, what a bizarre finish, Newcastle and South's <laughs> wonderful game, and then it all uh, went haywire. Triple M, this is the Dead Said Legends. We do it thanks to the Mitsubishi Triton. You can call us anytime, one triple three five three. When talking sport 24-7 is barely enough. Did you ever shut up? This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Unbelievable. With Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candace Warner. You don't get many calls on this show. No. Every time the bloody ratings come out, we do all right. So we've got a stack of listeners, but you can call us one triple three five three. Do you know what I think it is? There's yeah. so many people in their cars listening to us and it's dangerous to get on your phone and, and, and call up and they're generally taking their kids. People are taking their kids to and from sport or... Uh, whatever it may be, but give us a call. I bet we get calls today because we've got some topics that are going to fire people up. Uh, last night's game, Jimmy Graham, 40 to 28, South. Great win by them, by the way. They had seven of their top liners out of the game. Uh, Latrell Mitchell was great. Uh, uh, Cody Walker, back to his best. Uh, well, let's touch on that first. That, that's a big win for South. I know Newcastle aren't the trendsetters of the competition, but... Uh, to win like that gets them their ninth win, makes them a little bit more secure in the run to the finals. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they they lost Ilias, um, I believe, in like the second tackle second of the tackle. game. Johnson pulled out late. So with all that adversity, 
that they were facing during that in that game, going up to Newcastle. Um, I think it's a, a huge win for their top eight aspirations, and you know you can you can put that down to to one man, and and that's Latrell Mitchell. He really looks like he's made a huge difference. You can see now how when South Sydney score. Like how they celebrate tries, and mm. I think that's his infectious energy, infectious enthusiasm. I think he's put a stake in the ground and said, "Boys, come with me." I'm back from injury now. He declared himself not; he wasn't going to play Origin because he was going to focus on South. I think that's a big statement, and you can see that the, the other lads that are playing for South Sydney they're responding to Latrell. Yeah, and you can see that with. Um... Cody Walker, I mean, last night he was just, like you said, back to his best. He plays so well alongside Latrell, and Latrell loved having that captaincy. Um, He just relished it. But South are now sitting on um, fifth place. A few weeks ago, everyone was writing them off saying they'll struggle to make the finals. They're sitting in fifth, only four points behind the Sharks, um, who have a really tough month ahead of them. They've got the Cowboys next week away, the Panthers away, and then South at home. Oh, you got them coming into the top. You got you've made an argument for South to make the four. Then they've got the storm on. So only the the, the storm and the sharks are on twenty four points. South are now on twenty. Mm. Uh, South could possibly, with the way Storm are going and the and the the who the sharks have got in the next three weeks, South could possibly have get seen, into the top. Have four. you seen South draw though, Candice? Yeah, but with Latrell back. Anything's well, possible. that's true. They can beat pretty much anyone. You know, when he's there, I, I think what South will be looking to do is get themselves in the playoff playoffs, get some troops back, yeah. and then they'll hit the ground running. That that's that's where they need to be. And if they can, either get that fifth or sixth position to get a home semi, final. or get themselves into fourth. Who knows? Their what completion could rate was so much better last yeah, night, South, and that that was impressive. But they're the type of team that genuinely could finish anywhere in the eight, and they'll scare the hell out of some teams. There's not many teams. If they and they finish seventh or eighth, right? Because they've got Melbourne. Have they got Penrith again? I think they they've might. They've got Penrith again. Um, they got the Sharks in a few weeks. Well, they got Parramatta again, but they'll they, they seem to beat Parramatta every time. So they have got a tough run. But if they they're one of the few teams that could actually make a serious run from seventh or eighth. Yeah. Well, when you look at their spine, when you've got Latrell, Cook. Walker, when they're all on song, mm. Ilias obviously is the, is the youth in there, but obviously as well. The evolution of the spine now includes that lock forward, that ball playing lock forward, and that's Cam Murray. If those four or five players can get it right, that's what the important thing is. They need to be fit. Add a few more troops that come back from injury. They'll be a dangerous threat come September. All right, let's get to the drama at the end. The game's over. Clemmer and Kalama Tangi are having a wonderful running battle. They're giving it to it. They're eyeing each other off. Like That was fantastic theatre. Then Clemmer really lost it, and uh, you, you've seen this side of him. We haven't seen it often, James, in the last few years, but he he, he went a bit heavy on a tackle, uh, sent from the field, which I do wonder if he would have been sent if it wasn't the last tackle of the game and the game was over. I thought there was a bit of a statement about the referee, but judged to have basically, uh, what, elbowed or, or forearmed a player on the way down. Um, and then Latrell was third man in and probably should have been sent to the bin as well. Not that it mattered because the game was over, but a lot to dissect there. Yeah, well, it's two weeks in a, in a row now for David Clemmer. He, he looks a man, or looks like a man that's really frustrated. Um, last week he said he was going uh, to protect his teammate. This week it was brewing for a long time, and he just couldn't remove himself from the situation. I think for me it was a it was a realization that that Newcastle Knights aren't going to make the eight this season, and and, and the season's done. Um, I think thankfully for everybody, the elbow didn't connect. Mm. Um, 
but I agree with you, Dan. Would it have been a send off if it had been a you know an earlier piece in the game? I, I I don't know, but maybe that makes it worse. The fact that the referee was inclined to take action, even though he knew he wasn't going to suffer in that game. Yeah, it's easy to make that statement though at the end when there's no consequence. So I, honestly, James, I thought if they saw something we didn't, ten in the bin. But yeah. anyway, look, it, it, the charge sheet comes out this morning. We'll find out how many weeks he gets. Yeah, I think with Newcastle, they're just making so many simple errors. They're not working well together. Uh, obviously, they've got a few out, but they're just they're worrying signs for Newcastle. But the, the crowd still turn up, then, and that's <laughs> a wonderful thing about Newcastle supporters. They support them through thick and thin, but, uh, yeah, it's they're not looking too good. All right, strap yourself in, everyone. We're talking Nick Kyrgios on the other side of this. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Right. Kyrgios Djokovic tomorrow night. Djokovic lost the first set but won his semi final. Who are you cheering for tomorrow? Oh, Kyrgios. Hands down, Kyrgios. Um, he's Australian. He's got all the form. He's beaten Novak Djokovic twice. Um, so they're 2 0. Uh, Djokovic has never won a set against Nick Kyrgios. Wow. Uh, yeah, so um, that's probably a little bit surprising for everyone. I, I bet there's a heap of people that won't be cheering for Kyrgios, although Djokovic is so hard to like as well. So, you know, it's it's the lesser of two evils. <laughs> yeah. well, okay, who does the POM go for in this? Yeah, look, I think I think tomorrow um, it's an individual sport, so nationality is irrelevant. Mm. Um, you know, I think when you look at things like UFC, golf, boxing, tennis, whatever it may be, doesn't really matter where you're from. It's, it's except it's if one of your own is in there, then it matters. Well, a great mate, deal. well, Andy Murray, you know, he you claimed he, him. No, well, Scottish, he, exactly, and he made his feelings very clear about what he thought of the English. Uh, despite, um, you know, representing Great Britain in the Davis Cup, he, you know, he wasn't fond of the Englishman. So, well, we're not going to cheer. <laughs> Let's for talk him. about the enormity of it. So, in the Open era since 1968, only four Australians have won Wimbledon. That's Rod Laver. This is just talking about the open era. Rod Laver, John Newcomb, Pat Cash, and Leighton Hewitt in 2002. So we have not had a winner of Wimbledon in 20 years. So mm. let's let's get behind him. Like, this is huge for us. He makes it hard to cheer for him, though. I, I, but I, what's he really done during Wimbledon that's been so bad? A, it's, it's a, now, firstly, we have to separate the, the accusations with the domestic violence. I mean, that's obviously a whole different sphere. And, and he hasn't been charged yet. He will be, apparently. Rugby league has taught us you don't judge these things until they go to court and there's a guilty verdict. So that that's for another time. Yes. So we we, we then go on the on court character. Um, <sighs> so during Wimbledon, what is it that has? Well, he spat towards a fan. Okay, yeah, but it wasn't okay. Besides from that, and by the way, the fans were twenty meters away. Yeah. Um. There's, but there's but there, you can't just say just Wimbledon. He's got ten years of baggage here, Candace. Yeah. Okay, but it's not like he's a. Let, let's look at um, the Australian Open. Look at um, everyone that's just carried on in the past. He's not that bad. I do find. Look at Medvedev do, do you, in, 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 in Australia. Everything he does does seem to get blown out of proportion. Yes. Oh, he wears a red hat. Oh, yeah. Nick Kyrgios is the worst. I was. He thinking, wears red. It's shirt. funny. Come there's, on. there's two things at Wimbledon you can't do. You can't be a. Uh, 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 a dictator that invades countries, and you can't wear red hats. They're the two things you can't do. <laughs> oh, you know what? Wimbledon has a bit of karma coming because the Russian-born uh, Kazakhstanis in the women's final, remember that they, they decided Wimbledon to be geopolitical and ban Medvedev and the Russians. I mean, yes. who, who are Wimbledon to get involved in world politics? Exactly. Seriously. And now Kyrgios, who they hate, 
who they hate is the guy that could win. Now you're right, Candace. Bloody hell, I'm on Nick's side as well. Absolutely. Only 12 Australians in the history since 1877 have ever won this. All right. Let's get behind him. One dribble, three, five, three. If you want to have your say, Triple M, Dead Set Legends. If it happens on the field, in the change rooms, or the car park, hear about it here. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, Candace Warner. Triple M, Dead Set Legends. James Graham in for Richard Friedman. Candace Warner, very much... You love a bad boy on Nick Curios' side. I don't love a bad boy, but I just think it's unfair what he cops. He, but he does it to himself. But what does he do? He that carries is so on bad. like a tool. Yeah, but doesn't all ten, most tennis players yes, do you're, that? you're right about that. I, I'm not de- de- denying that. And yeah. I think there's a good bloke in there. But, but he's uh, also really entertaining. He's talented. There's no doubt about that. Uh, he, he gets plenty of eyeballs on him, doesn't he? He like, does. The, oh, he's the box be, office. Yeah. yeah it, you know what? He, <clears throat> it's a tactic. Yeah, he kind of, he's just, he, he gets bums on seats. Mm. He, 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 I was going to say he sells fights. It's like McGregor, but he, yeah. he sells tennis he matches. Well, like, sits a Pats take, he tries to take the moral high ground there. Come on, mate. Mm. Come on, mate. Uh, Djokovic, please. Yeah. Um, but, see, he can play the professional victim a bit, Nick Kyrgios, which is very much a 2022 thing. Um, he's now complaining, and maybe justifiably, that no Australian legends, is, apart from Leighton Hewitt, have supported him. Um, that uh, they're trying to tear people like Pat Cash are trying to tear him down. Yeah, it's a bit rich, Pat Cash, um, giving Nick abuse. He wasn't the most liked person in the change room. He, um, you know, just some of his comments in in recent years with COVID and everything. I, I'm not going to go into it, but I really don't think Nick cares. No, see, yeah. this is, ah, now this is where I disagree with you. I think he cares very deeply. You do, do you? I think he pretends he doesn't care as a defence mechanism, but he hears all this criticism. He reacts to all the – if he didn't care, he wouldn't react because it wouldn't bother him. I think it sticks to him. Uh, but does he not use it as fuel and motivation? Like I know when Dave cops it, he goes, all right, I'm just, I'll just use that as motivation. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. I think Nick seems like the, the type of guy that just – you know, he's he's comfortable in it now. It it, it doesn't affect him. I'd say oh, he he's happy care. to be the bad he, guy. Yeah, he's happy he's, to play that role. He actually, but said, I still think he wants to be liked. He actually said it's it's weird. They have a sick obsession with tearing me down for some reason. I don't know whether they just don't like me or they're afraid. He goes, I just don't know. Well, at least he didn't say it's racist because there are people out there that really genuinely believe that people have a sort of racial agenda mm. against Nick. But he also says it sucks. So he obviously. Um, has has some sort of respect for them, and, and he wants them to, to to like him or just to respect what he does. I think his interview post match in the in the not the semi, he didn't play the semi in the quarter quarters, where I thought was fabulous, where he admitted he thought he would never get to this point because he'd thrown away all these opportunities. I mean, that's the thing when he lets you in, Nick. There is no more engaging athlete. That's what makes him such a conundrum. But when he pushes away. Um, he's so hard to love. Yeah, and you're right. He's there's something about him that's quite endearing. He's um, he he loves he he loves to have have fun. He's you know he's he's kind of like your, your kid next door. But then he goes and does things, and it's like, come on, I, I want to like you, but look, I, I'm a fan, so I I've, I've always backed him. I think the the thing that I admire about him is he just he's just himself. And, and he's yeah. not going to change to the pressure that would have been on him to, to fit the mould of this, of tennis, 
of, of tennis Australia or tennis in general or Wimbledon as well, where it's quite an, a, an, a very elitist sport, especially in, in England. And he's just broken that mold and he's not tried to conform to what people expect him to be. He's just saying, I'm going to be myself. And, you know, the, the crowd in, talk, in, in terms of booing him, well, that's not very polite or etiquette for the, the toffs of of England. So, you know, you've got to practice what you preach and you should rise above it and you, not boo because that is very unsporting. You know what does make one want to support him? One, like my palm. <laughs> one want to support him. The English commentators. That Andrew Castle oh, seems to have a thing. And now we take, nine takes the BBC commentary. Poor Todd Woodbridge is in there as the, I don't want to say token Australian because he's a good commentator, but they, they obviously throw him in there because he's an Aussie in that particular team. And he's got to put up with the two poms just taking pot shots all and John McEnroe, John McEnroe of all people, the biggest brat of them all. His main complaint about Kyrgios is he doesn't try. That's his, and that's a fair point. There are times when Kyrgios just does not care but, and, but, and, and during, gives it away. But during this tournament, he hasn't done that. No, oh, there was a game five four. We're getting on here. I better move that, on. But that was his quarter. The quarterfinal, he threw away. Yeah, a game. but they yeah. say it's tanking. But tanking is to to lose a match. I found that it was tactics. Well, he's just decided I'm going to conserve yeah, yeah, yeah. my energy. For the next, because well, I want to win. He won the game, and that's what his, ta- his overriding goal would be. I've got to win this game by any means necessary. If that means having a set off or a game off, fair play to him. Hey, the charge sheet is in. We'll tell you what David Clemmer has copped. Triple M, dead set legends. That's right after this. Game, set, and match. Other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Let's do this. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Dead Set Legends Sports. Well, update. the charge sheet is in, just one from last night's game. Dave Clemmer, dangerous contact, grade one, $1,000 fine, which justifies our suggestion, James that he shouldn't have been sent off, and that was all the statement. Yeah, I think you're right there, Dan. Um, probably, you know, looking back, I think he, he probably should have got 10 minutes. But, again, thankfully, thankfully, that elbow didn't yeah. connect flush because if it had it done, we, we could be looking at something very different. Uh, and we will talk about Randon Smith later, which is obviously one that has been referred. Uh, the big news of the morning, confirmation that Munster is out of origin, along with uh, Murray Tauluggi. Now, let's just hope... Uh, from a neutral perspective, and you want a good game. I mean, yes, we want New South Wales to win, but we want a good game. I mean, it makes uh, – is it over now, Jimmy? No, because it's Queensland in Queensland, and this the, the, they just have this spirit that is u- u- unrivaled. Um, they, they've been down and out before, and, and almost they'll be relishing this now. The, the underdog tags, they play so well. Uh, and they've still got some handy players that can come in. Obviously, yes. not at the caliber of Munster. Munster is, I think, the best player in the competition right now, or he yes. certainly was at the start of the yes. season. But you look and they they do have a couple of options. You know, one one Smokey obviously is um, is potentially bringing Reese Walsh in to play fullback and Ooh. moving Ponga up to six. Ooh, um, yes. The talk of Ben Hunt playing alongside Cherry Evans. The the only thing, the only problem with that is. I feel they're very similar. They're say. two genuine. Well, obviously Benny is playing hooker for for Queensland, but really in the halfbacks, it's that's two number sevens, which I I don't know if you, I don't know if Queensland are going to maximise. And also the tactic of Hunt and Grant 
in game one it's worked, worked really so well. And it'd be, are you going to take away from that to strengthen up another area, which you can obviously do by bringing someone in? Obviously, Tom Dearden is another option. Yeah, they were talking last night that Tom Deard, bringing uh, Tom Dearden in and obviously Corey Oates. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do, but they definitely have the side. I mean, you can, can never write Queensland off up at Suncorp. Now, uh, Tom, De- I'm just reading here on the Courier Mail, Cowboys 5-8, Tom Dearden will be called into the 17, not just into yeah. the squad. Well, that means he's playing. That means he's <laughs> playing, and Corey Oates has earned a recall on the left wing in place of Talungi. I wonder, uh, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say six more go. If, if this is the tip of the iceberg. You'd have to think that more will. There will be calls for the game to be postponed. It won't happen, but there'll be calls for the game to be postponed. Uh, but the, and if I'm the broadcaster, I'm saying, oh, you're, kid, you're killing us here. This is our biggest money spinner. Mm. You're killing us. Um, but anyway, that's them's, them's the, the rules at the moment. So um, two Queenslanders out. The slumps of Smith and Labuschagne and Candice appear to be over. Both got hundreds on day one of the second test against Sri Lanka. Australia, five for 298. Labuschagne, 104. Smith not out, 109. We thought this pitch was going to be dire, and it might be dire, Candice, but Australia miles on top. Yeah, I think the the Sri Lankan look, uh, the Sri Lankan team has been also rocked by COVID. They've had a few out, um, yeah. So you know that is also affecting it. But they're, they're nowhere near the team that they should be. Obviously, there's so much going on in Sri Lanka politically at the moment that's having a big effect on the team. But uh, yeah, Australia are all over them. Really great century by um, Marnus Lubbershane yesterday and also great to see Steve Smith getting some runs again. So that mm. was his 28th test century. So he's up there with one of our greats. Who's that? Steve Smith. No, but who? The 28. Who's on 28? 28. Um, so he he's up there. Obviously, um, he, Ricky Ponting. Ponting's top he's seed. He's 40 or 41. No one's ever really going to touch I think he's in the 30s somewhere. AB, AB was 27, so but he's overtaken him. 28 is, is sensational. Uh, Swans have been up and down the late last night. Very much up. 120 to 67. A big spanking of the Western Bulldogs. Uh, that's important because it was 8v10. Isaac Heaney kicked four. Candice and- He had 17 disposals. He was everywhere last night. He was brilliant. The Swans now next week take on Fremantle, who are sitting in fourth. Ooh. It's going to be a tough game over in Perth. But if the Swans can beat them over there, they'll leapfrog them and, and, and be in fourth place. Well, so- didn't they beat Melbourne a few weeks ago? They did. So they could be. And apologies, everyone. I declared the Swans were going to. Win against Essendon. <laughs> Commentators curse does it again. Buddy Franklin's 150, 150th game for the Sydney Swans last night. The oldest player at age 35 to, to have reached that milestone for the Swans. 2-5, though. He couldn't kick straight, which is very rare for him. No, that's right. Uh, but you're still getting amongst it. Engineered beyond tough. Become a dead set legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton. We've been there for it all. Four and twenty, Australia's original fan food. Now the Dead Set Legends Play of the Week. Smart footy this from Australia. Sami holds his feet. Pistol Pete has he done it? He has. He's iced it for Australia. Yeah, that was well. We thought they'd iced it. That was thirty to fourteen. The Wallabies, and then England came rushing home. But Australia win. That was our play of the week. Uh, here on on the M's. Yeah, that was so good to see the Wallabies back winning. Uh, beating England is, is always really special. Sorry, James. Uh, but we were showed some real tenacity. We had Quade Cooper out early. We had the send-off. Tommy Banks, broken arm. There was a lot going on there. You never played rugby, Jimmy, did you? No, I was um, 
all into rugby league and a little yeah. bit of soccer, but I, I, unfortunately, mate, you don't I, like I was cricket. not particularly. <laughs> no I, don't, I don't mind. I don't mind cricket. I have a healthy respect for for all sports, including professional eating. Um, <laughs> but me, I, I was a single domain, single focus right. kind of guy, all into rugby league. Tried to play soccer, but I was terrible. I really was. <laughs> all right, now. Why are you so desperate to tip? All you're doing, Candice, is setting yourself up Because for you know why? I'm a competitive person and I want to do better than Richard. That's all it is. Poor Richard. He tips these things that actually run pretty well, but there's always a legitimate excuse. The thing he tipped last week, um, it was a good run. Got the wrong ba- – but got barrier five. You think, oh, beautiful. But the problem was it was a wet track and they were all going to the outside. So this <laughs> thing had a good run and it came fourth. Well, they don't pay on fourth. There was no bloody good to me. Anyway, go on. What do you, right, what do you so got? so Ramwick, race six, number nine, Fast Coney. It's uh, trained by Chris Waller. It's, it's some really good odds. It was $8 this morning, but it's now in at $7. Why are you tipping this? Uh, what, what's, what's the heavy grabbing? the heavy track should be to its liking. It's had one win and two placings from its last five starts, but its last race it came home in the last six hundred meters and absolutely flew. Are you getting any inside info, or is this just you reading a form guide? A bit of both, a bit of both, but that's not important. What's no, no, important? That, whoa, 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 excuse me, <laughs> that is very important. If you're Listen, if, you're, just if gave... you're reading a form guide, I'm sorry, I couldn't care less. No, it's that's not like reading, me a... reading a no, form guide. No, that's it's not useless. reading a form guide. It's you're not. getting a little bit of information. A little bit of information. No, no, that's all we need to know. But all you need to know is that at good odds, it's trained by Chris Waller. The heavy track should sh- suit it, and it's in form. Race six, number nine. What's it called? Fast Coney. Pony. Okay, eight bucks. Game set and match. Other cliches time permitting. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Last night, a great win by South, 40 to 28 over Newcastle. And if you missed the news, Dave Clemmer sent off but won't be suspended. Uh, only a $1,000 fine. And Latrell Mitchell didn't get charged at all. He was up on a high tackle. That would have been grade one at worst. So he wasn't going to get suspended for that one. Um, Thursday night. High drama at Shark Park. Wonderful win by Cronulla. That's their best win of the season, I dare say. Thumping Melbourne, uh, twenty-eight to six. Uh, but again, it was near the end of the game. We had the moment that sort of stole the limelight when Brandon Smith immediately sent to the sin bin for abuse of the referee. Uh, we've got the clean audio, courtesy of uh, I think Fox here, and uh, let's just have a listen. Hold now on the mark. Go to, you shorten it. Cheating bastard. So there it is, cheating bastard. Go. Okay. So 10 minutes, you know what, Jimmy? In fact, I'll go to you, Candice, as the non-league person. How did? What did you make of the initial decision and the aftermath? Look, first of all, is cheating bastard, is it that bad? I've heard way you worse on it. You can't say no, that to you, a ref. You can't say the C word. Cheating. cheating. That's so the it's one. the cheating, not no, the that, bastard. I, I, I believe so, yeah. Absolutely. That, 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 that's the issue. You cannot do you, that, Candice. You, you can't accuse the referee of cheating. Can I put it to you both that the decision in that moment was the absolute right decision, straight to the bin? Yeah, I agree. definitely agree right? with that. Right. You cannot get away with calling the ref that. And that's, you know, we talk about the example to kids. That's a great example of, hey, you call the ref a cheat. You abuse the referee, off you go, no questions asked. And he apologised immediately, Brandon Smith, and he was quite remorseful afterwards. He said, he, you know, his mouth got him into trouble. Uh, but then he's referred straight to the judiciary. Now, referrals 
as you know, James, usually mean it, it goes beyond what the charge sheet says. Now, he's up for contrary conduct. Contrary conduct grade three, the highest of the charges, is three weeks. So if he's above that, and it doesn't necessarily mean he has to get more than three weeks, but usually history says if you're referred, you get more than what is on the charge sheet. That's why they refer you. If that holds true, he's looking at four weeks. Well, I'd, I'd be very surprised if that was the severity of the punishment. Sure, you know, a, a lot of people look back to, to that um, infamous Good Friday game where I was involved with a disagreement with the, the match officials, put it that way, and I was joined by a couple of my, my teammates. I, I must stress at the time, I was I didn't swear. No, you just pointed referee. your finger and, well, and were frustrated. No, no, no pointing allowed, Dan. <laughs> you pointed why. your knuckle at the well, uh, referee. Technically, it's not a point. <laughs> you know, international drinking rules apply at all times, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> not not to make light of the situation, I am, um, I, I, unbeknownst to me, it, I, it was an act of foul play, which which caused the penalty. I I was wrong. I believe Cameron Smith was uh, sorry, uh, Brandon, Brandon Smith was, was, was right, but he can't react that way. And um, it doesn't matter look, if he's right or wrong. So how long we did all you agree get? you should have got six I, again. I, I got for, for that incident. I believe it was two for the foul play and then one for contrary conduct. And I believe David Clemmer, who who did swear at the referee and was very in his face as well. I think he, if I recall correctly, he got two. Right. Michael Leisha got. A week. Okay. Uh, sorry, he got a suspended fine or, okay. so, or so something. So two weeks was the biggest out of all yeah, that. Yeah, and when you look at all the commotion around that and all the press that it got, this is nothing compared to what Brandon Smith uh, has received. Yeah. And and I I think, if, well, if we're talking over f- like th- three or above, I think that's... Well, that, I'm only that, going f- by yeah. um, history that says if yeah. it's referred, it usually gets more. Now, they may have referred it because... They thought, you know what, we haven't got all the evidence yet. Yeah, we don't know what to charge this. Let's just let's just refer it and deal with it later. But they would have had that audio from Nine or from Fox pretty quickly, I would imagine. Yeah. So I think they had the evidence and they decided to refer. I think Bellamy is going to be absolutely furious. Melbourne Storm the last few weeks haven't looked themselves. Uh, they're going into a period where they need to start um, winning, winning some games, going into those finals. Uh, four weeks is going to be a huge blow to them. Uh, Darren, let's go to you, One triple three five three. I think you may have a differing uh, uh, view. Good morning to you, Darren. Yeah, good morning. What do you reckon he should cop, Brandon Smith? Oh, I don't know. I reckon the maximum is a penalty because given the fact that he's from Melbourne Storm, who's the only club who's had the premiership strip for cheating, it's, uh, I find it quite um, <laughs> absurd that he calls somebody a cheat. Can I put this to you though, Carl? I was looking at the chart. I got the people of Fox to put together. Can you all the all the suspensions this year? Now, Mitch Barnett got six weeks for that elbow, right? He deserved yeah. it. Uh, Carl Lawton, remember what he did to Cam Murray? He nearly put Cam Murray in a wheelchair, and he got four weeks. Are you saying that Brandon Smith should get something similar for a bit of abuse, which no one condones? But are you saying it should be a similar punishment? No, so I think it's on a different on a different spectrum, you know, like, um, he didn't physically, um, abuse anybody, but he, but he verbally abused somebody. And, and the fact that Melbourne Storm think that they can continue to, um, adapt these grubby tactics to the game. And they just keep on getting rubbed out like the wrestling and everything like that. All these things, like they're not grubby tactics until 
until they've decided that that it's dangerous to the game. And they continue to do it, and they, they think that it's um, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Darren. Let's go to Sharon from uh, Warragamba. Morning, Shannon. Yeah, morning. Uh, how are you, team? We're good, thank you. That's good. Mate, I just think they're turning the game into a game for princesses. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, there's a bit of bad language or something. Deal with it. <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. I think it'd be a people with a lot of uh, similar opinions. But, okay, give us a, a sentence. A week, uh, Jimmy? I, I think a week will. I agree. All right, what do you bet you, Candice? Three. Three? Yep. You've got Three. to show respect to the to the refs. You've He's got already to. been sin bin. It cost them any chance of winning that game. Yeah, well, that's why we go from four to three, because he, you know, we, we all right. basically didn't play. Get your helmet on. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Kinane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. Uh, Candace and, and Jimmy, you know I've been sort of up and about today. It's uh, Candace. You're sprightly. Well, Candace, for the first time, said, Dan, I've never, on Tuesday night on the back page, Dan, I've never seen you happy before. Because it was awake. Because <laughs> it was awake. But I'm happy today because, uh, you know, we've had some fine athletes on this show. None, I don't think, match the exploits of this man. This man. Represented Australia with pride, with dignity, at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Competition, July 4, the United States. Millions of people watch. Don't laugh, Candice. No, Millions of I, people I watch this. I am laughing. I am. I can't help it because... Uh, snob. Uh, no, it's not a snob, but it's... Uh, I just... You're just so into this. You're so into the hot dog eating competition that... It's theatre. This is like you're more excited for... For, for James than any other yes. guest that we've ever had on this well, show. Well, finally, an Australian goes, uh, I don't know how he discovered he can munch down hot dogs at a stupid rate, but this man ate 41 hot dogs. And a half. Okay, in 10 minutes and finished, I think, third. I, I think he finished third. Jimmy knows all about it, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. I watched the, um, the documentary on Joey Chestnut and they take it very seriously and you know they push themselves to an extreme, it's a sport. and there's more it's a sport. James. It, well, there's more goes into it than meets the eye. If they say success is like an iceberg, you see the tip of it, but there's more <laughs> to it than that. So, I'd like to know what the training's like, how the how you expand the stomach, like do you experiment with different foods, you focus Ooh. on the buns or the dogs, or dipping them into water together. Like why the water? I'd think that would saturate the stomach. But hey, what do I, I always, know? I always tell the kid, my kids when they're eating too fast, slow down. You're going to get indigestion. So I want to. How do they avoid hey, indigestion? Look, Look what James, I can be more. Look what James Webb's doing. And let's bring him in. He's listening to all this. Let's get him in on Australia's very own competitive eater extraordinaire, James Webb. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Uh, my pleasure. Now, James, Jimmy Graham has got a lot of questions, so I'm just going to ask this. It's been, what, four days? You're back in Australia. Yep. Do you still have hot dog in you? Look, to be fair, I've eaten hot dogs like for on the radio yesterday. I've got hot dogs coming up next weekend, so I think I've got hot dogs stuck in my bloodstream. Yeah. I, I mean, how long does it honestly take? And I don't want to, it's Saturday morning. People are getting their bacon and egg rolls. How long does it, it takes 10 minutes to get 41 dogs in? How long does it take to get out? About an hour and a half. Oh, oh, jeez. Oh, I don't <laughs> want to be near that. In, say- in, in the one sitting or? Oh. Look, in, in, in the one sitting. In the one sitting. Oh. Wow. Jeez. Do you actually like hot dogs? I do not. You don't? The thing is, you don't enter Nathan's hot dog competition because you enjoy hot dogs. It's the event. You know what I mean? 
So if it's you like were the Super going, Bowl of eating. yeah. So if you were going down to, like, you went to the Easter show or something, you'd never get a hot dog. I'll be honest. I don't think I reckon I've counted. I can count on one hand the hot dogs I've eaten in my life before Good training thing. for this event. Wow! Wow! That's crazy. But can you talk us through the sort of training that goes into this? Obviously, you, you don't just rock up there and, and start to eat like any professional. You would do your fair amount of preparation, prepare to failure pre- to prepare is preparation to fail. Uh, Have I got that right? Yes, you uh, do. Yeah. You do. Talk us through your preparation. Um, well, look, for the for the Nathan's, um, the hot dog comp specifically, um, like I mentioned before, I never really ate hot dogs. Um, hot dogs aren't really a thing here in Australia compared to America. Um, so if you look at the, obviously you look at the contest, they dunk, they what you call dunk. They put the bread in the water to get it down, right? Um, in Australia, we don't really have any contests where you dunk. So I had to learn the whole technique. Basically, what you do is you separate the hot dog from the bun. You munch on the hot dog while you're dipping the bun in the bread, uh, the bun in the water, sorry. And then you've got to learn, it's called dunking. You kind of rinse it like a sponge, and then you have to down the, the bun when you're half swallowed the hot dog. Um, that, basically, you've got to minimize chewing. The, the, the less you can chew, the quicker you can get it down. Do you have, spe- uh, you know, people uh, have gifts, is there something, and I'm being quite seriously, like, is your esophagus bigger? I don't know. Is your stomach bigger? Do you munch on things differently to the rest of us? I mean, what is your skill? Well, look, I've always been a relatively big eater. Um, I've always been a relatively fast eater. Not like, not trying to be a speed eater, but I'm talking, if I sit at the table with my family or my partner or my friends, I was always a relatively quick eater. Um, and then I guess when I stumbled across this, this, whatever you want to call it, hobby, sport, whatever. Um, I realized if I really try, I can eat a lot really quickly. Wow. So is this something that you were trained for two months in the lead up, a month out? At what point did you go, I'm going to go over and and give this a crack? So it happened really quite quickly. Um, I was actually, it was actually really last minute because I wasn't, I didn't think I was going to get accepted. No Aussie has ever been accepted into a qualifier before. Um, I'm actually the first Australian to sign in the Major League Eating. But normally, with the qualifiers and stuff, obviously the local boys will get first preference because, you know, they don't want any outsiders treading on their turf. But when I got the email to say I've been accepted into the Nathan's qualifier in Pleasanton, this was like on a Sunday, and the contest was the next Saturday. Mm. So I had literally like 10 days. So I literally, and they train, like they take this really seriously. So some of them train for like four to six months. So I was training some days twice a day, um, hot dogs, to try and learn and palate and get the capacity and the speed. Um, So, yeah, I literally trained like for the first, I think the first six days I trained twice a day and then tapered off slowly because I just had sick of hot dogs and then worked on the technique. And then, yeah, I I trained literally every day for like two weeks. James, do you see this becoming a a, a profession, like a a professional moving forward? Is this a a one... A one-hit wonder thing, or well, there is you... a big league. It's yeah, a proper yeah. league. Like, are you all in now, and is this going to be your full-time job? Uh, yeah, so I've been all in for a couple of months now. Um, I've been. I was this. That was my. That was my third trip to America this year to compete. Um, so I plan on doing a few more next year. But yeah, definitely. Like I'm actually undefeated here in Australia this year. Nice. Got a couple more contests coming up. But uh, my plan is next year to do a couple of tours of America because there's there's serious prize money on the line in America. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, you know when you, 
your casual place has a, an all-you-can-eat buffet. Yep. Are you banned from that? Like, do they see you coming and like, no, like, no, 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 no. Uh, like, how do you have to put him in the front window? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, is, that, is that serious? Have you ever have you ever been banned from those to- sorts of places? Look, not banned, so to speak, but we have, I have a few buddies here in Sydney, like competitive eaters. We go around looking for all-you-can-eats around Sydney. It's like a hangout for the week. We've had places like quote unquote, close the kitchen on us or try to charge us, you know, double than, you know, your normal person or, you know, say they've ran out of certain foods. So they haven't banned us, but they've tried to, you know, get us to leave. They make, you, make like di- difficult for you. That star buffet's <laughs> about 80 bucks. You and your mates would be the first people to get true value out of that. Yes. <laughs> uh, and can you give us a tip for buffet eaters? You know, it's your, it's your one night. Do you go on an empty stomach? So so you, this was at 1 o'clock in the afternoon or midday or whatever it was. Did you eat anything in the lead-up or on the day? Uh, no. So, look, I'll be honest. Everyone's got their own style when it comes to preparation for a contest. Um, some of the guys, they actually fast for two days, and they're just on fluids for two days. Um, I generally wait 12 hours. So 12 hours out from a contest, I'll just drink fluid. So definitely empty stomach, definitely empty stomach, very well hydrated, but um, everyone does have their own style. All right. Well, and just quickly, what's your specialty food? You've said hot dogs. No, people eat spam. There's a con- there's cheese whiz. Oh. There's Ugh. oysters. Like there's all these. Co- what is your specialty, James? Uh, I would say I'm probably best at burgers. Okay. Um, but my favourite is pizza. Okay. Yeah. All breads. All breads. Now, yeah. uh, so do you respect him now, Candace? Oh, look, I've always had respect. I just find it funny. It's just a funny sport. <laughs> All right. Mate, you're a champion. Well done. Uh, you've represented Australia with pride, my friend. James Webb, competitive eater. Thank you for joining us on The Legends. Thanks for having me, guys. I there appreciate is. it. And thanks for Sportsbed for help setting that interview up as well. If it happened overnight, you'll hear it in the Triple M Deadset Legends Sports Update. Yeah, the big news if you missed it, Cam Munster and Murray Talungi confirmed out of state of origin. So uh, uh, obviously it's going to be a big talking point on the Saturday scrum for midday here on Triple M footy. And uh, last night it was South over Newcastle 42-28. Swans. Uh, terrific win by them over the Western Bulldogs. Now, elsewhere, Steve Smith resumes on 109 uh, in the second test against Sri Lanka. Australia, 5 for 298. We spoke about that earlier. But, Candice, the big story in cricket is England. Massive partnership. Bearstow and Root guided the Poms from inevitable defeat. They were dead and buried against India to a famous victory, and they ended up squaring that series to a piece. Yeah, that was incredible. And Johnny Bairstow, what about his form? He's had six centuries this year, starting off at the SCG uh, against Australia, but he's in some incredible form. I mean, he does come in at a time where, um, you know, at a, at a very good time. I think he bats five or, or, or six, something like that, um, and the ball's not doing as much, but he's just, he's playing with so much more confidence and I England, like are, oh, he's great. He's, he's a bit roly-poly, but you know what? He's got ticker. But he's a confidence player and he's got that confidence at the moment. And because he's got all these centuries behind him, he's not worried about his position in the side. So yeah. he goes out and plays with a lot more freedom. Before he was always in and out of the side, he's not the gloveman of the team. So he had to be in the side purely for his batting. It's a great series, England-India, because uh, someone's going to lose. So, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like we can say, oh, England won. Yeah, but it's at the expense of India, so that's pretty good. Exactly. Uh, the Wallabies are at their real home ground, Suncorp. I say that because they hardly lose there. They play England tonight in the second test. Are we going to win that? 
I, I think so. We've won the last 10 matches at Suncorp Stadium. So we've got a really good record up there. And these are we've won games against uh, the All Blacks, the Springboks. Mm. Um, we've had some really good success up there. So uh, seven changes from the last game that were... Why? Just obviously through injury, oh, was, yeah. um, injury, and um, we've had the broken arms and, and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so there's seven say, changes. We're coming off a win. But uh, I still think that we're going to, to beat England. Hang but, on, seven changes for us or for them? Us, seven okay. changes wow. for us, yes. Yeah, l- let's hope we get a decided next week. That, uh, that, 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 that for all, in a, in a series like that, I, I really hope England win, obviously because I'm English. But yeah, I'd like to see a decider when here. When you become Sydney. an Australian citizen, that can't be far away. Uh, no, permanent resident, citizen. Okay, fine. Uh, and UFC, uh, a great week for our man Alexander Volkanovsky. I don't think Holloway could, could continue to say, oh, I'm a real champ, even though he beat me twice. Well, he's beaten him three times now. Yeah, well, Volkanovsky certainly uh, ended the debate, didn't he, with a trilogy win. They've done 15 rounds together now. There was some uh, some split opinion, but there was no split opinion on Sunday afternoon. And, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky now, he, he, he's in the he's in the conversation for the best pound per pound fighter in the world, and you know perhaps he might move up to to lightweight. He's smashing records, and he's such a humble guy as well. We do a bit of training with him down at the Dragons, and great yeah, what bloke. like what what a, what a great bloke he is. He, and, he's outstanding, and he's hung on for the UFC. They don't last long. He has gone on for a long time. Uh, Mitsubishi Triton bring us the dead set legends, dur- durable and versatile for both work and play. Uh, we will wrap it up shortly, but Rusty for Bendix Breaks coming up after this. Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman and Candice Warner, the Triple M Dead Set Legends. Rusty's Motorsport Update for Bendix. Bendix Breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. Yes, indeed. What a time it is in motorsport. It is all happening, as the great Bill Laurie would say. Good morning, Rusty. Awful happening, yes. <laughs> That's not as good as your Toto Wolf. Uh, we haven't heard that for a while, by the way. Rusty's Garage, you can get for free on the Listener app. Oh, by the way, I have people complaining, rightly complaining, they can't get the Legends podcast. Go to the Listener app. Oh, oh, look, listen, I don't know where the dramas are, but it's if you're not a listener, if, if you go through the normal routes, they haven't put a podcast up for a while. I don't know why, but on the Listener app, they're there. Um, so uh, that's my complaint off and running. You didn't need to be part of that, Rusty. So I'm going to let James Graham uh, ask the first question. Hey, Rusty, um, supercars are in Townsville this weekend. Did I get a glimpse of Corey Parker getting a hot lap, a hot lap sorry, in the new uh, generation race car? My God. Well done, you did. And uh, you, you know, you guys, that um, you know, the, the state of origin and, and Australian representative is a proper, proper lover of cars in, in post um rugby league life now he does some broadcasting and so on so yeah he was at um in the passenger seat in the camaro he's a proud queenslander some laps of the of the townsville circuit and he took a great deal of interest in um in the future of the sport so at the moment it's going to be a uh you know, still a v8 based formula camaro versus mustang but with the opportunity to do some uh, some other things and those cars look amazingly cool so yeah, he was pretty proud to be in that passenger seat that's for sure rusty those damn kiwis are dominating by the looks of the practice <laughs> results up there yeah, bang on, um, Candice. So uh, we, we've talked on the show regularly on a, on a Saturday morning about Shane Van Gisbergen and the unbelievably um, you know great season that he's having in this sport. Just a just a purple patch that seems to continue. So he was quick in practice, and the other one is a guy called Andre Heimgartner, who among the Kiwis in that sport isn't often um, spoken about, and uh, he's doing some great things for Brad Jones Racing. So they are hopeful of getting back into the winners' circle there. Um, this weekend, I've actually just done an episode of the podcast with with Brad. So they're a great little 
cross-country operation from Albury that, that typically, as they say, punch above their weight. And Andre in the top two yesterday, regularly looking quick heading into qualifying. That's great. There's a lot of money that do their dough on, on that sport just because they love it so much. And it sounds like you got one there, just the passion there. Um, geez, F1 was amazing. Uh, I don't use that word lightly. In, in At Silverstone last week, uh, the roar for Lewis Hamilton when he, I think he, Took over, got into third. I've never heard anything like it. And it was just to get the third. Anyway, uh, Verstappen was fastest in qualifying in Austria, uh, Rusty. But uh, our man, Dan, uh, it's, it's, it's not happening for him. He had a shocker. And the McLaren team boss says, um, Dan's contract, despite his pretty ordinary season, not in jeopardy. Well, you know, uh, so Jess uh, Yates, who does a fabulous job on, on mm. Fox there, both from a you know rugby league and other sport point of view, but also motor racing especially. She's actually been to England recently and sat down with the boss, Zach Brown, who's also a part owner in the Walkinshaw Supercars team here that won Bathurst last year. So, yeah, it sounds like, like Zach is, um, is backing him. I, I don't subscribe. We've talked about it on the show a number of times. I know Richard, when he's on, doesn't always agree with this. You just don't lose your ability, Dan, overnight. Dan, uh, Ricardo is an unbelievably fast driver. We just need the ingredients to be uh, be a bit better for him. But it's hard when his teammate, you know, keeps um, keeps doing a pretty good mm. job with that car. All right. Well, he's still got a few races this year to um, at least uh, get some better results. But he'll be listening, Rich. He's on a yacht, as Candace knows, because mm. he keeps sending his pictures. <laughs> he is. He's a dead set on a yacht. Well, he, he thinks is. it's cute to send his pictures from his yacht. Yes. And, I... uh, but he does listen because we made a comment about him last week, and very quickly he was responding. Well, he's probably a little bit scared that maybe his position in the lineup now that James is doing such very a good. fantastic job. <laughs> didn't like job. when I said James was very like... good last week. There yep. was no response to that. Anyway, Rusty, good job again. Bendix breaks. Put your foot down with confidence. See you, Rusty. The little message to Richard on the boat, it's still not right. That's it. I missed that. Make sure you're wearing protection because it's about to get rough. There it is. That's out. Triple M's Dead Set Legends with Dan Ganane, Richard Friedman, and Candace Warner. We've got to go. And out of respect for Richard, don't tell, us we've been, don't tell him we've been respectful. We're not going to do the grievance today. Yeah, look, I tried to do it last week, but I just don't have that anger. That anger. I'm just not as negative as Richard. I'm not as down on the world. Yeah, so I I did struggle to be like Richard. I don't think anyone. You were so quick to step in his grave, and then as soon as you went, I don't like this. No, I don't like it. I'm just not as negative as him. What do you got on today, Jimmy? Uh, Not much, bit of a family day, I think. Um, And then. Back in work tomorrow, so um, yeah, oh, taking it very easy. I know what you're going to do. You're going to read a hot dog. That's what you're going to uh, do. <laughs> <laughs> I sure am. Out of a tin. What? Do you, oh, the tin hot dogs. Wow. <laughs> Candace, what do you got on? Uh, just looking after the kids. We've got a few friends coming over, um, so it'll just be me and a lot of kids. Okay. Well, nannies as well. No. Triple <laughs> No. I like rolling no. you up. I love rolling you up. That's it. We've got to go. Engineered beyond tough. Become a dead set legend in a Mitsubishi Triton. Nothing can frighten a Triton.